Welcome to Coffee Time Conversations on art, faith, life, and coffee. We are your hosts, Robert and Rebecca Prince. We are so glad you're joining us today. Well, we, of course, have a have had a contest going on. And yes. So we are going to have a winner soon, right? We are. We'll announce the winner at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Hang out for that. See if you won. Well, speaking of Summer Moon, actually, you took a trip over the weekend. I did. So I went and hung out with a friend of mine. She lives in Plano, which is just a hop, skip, and jump from Frisco. <laughs> so we went over to Summer Moon to pick up us some more Blazing Saddles because we were out. More Velvet Blaze. And <laughs> and the winner's coffee. I had to pick that up so that yeah. we can mail that out to the winner. Yeah. And while I was there... I got me a blended honeymoon latte, and I drank it all by myself. And, I, I uh, felt it was only appropriate. <laughs> and it was okay. I knew she was going to do it, and it was fine. I made a choice to not go. And it was delicious. I do wish I had had it, but at the same point, we also have a new blend. We did. You you picked out a new one for us to try called Wildfire. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty tasty too. It's not it bad. is pretty tasty. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, kind of a midpoint between Sweetheart, which has been our favorite since we first went to Summer Moon, yeah, and Velvet Blaze, which is our new favorite. Right. So yeah, glad we tried that. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up in just a little over a week, and we have so much to be thankful for. You know, even in this crazy year that it has been with coronavirus and quarantine and the massive change to almost every one of our lives. We still have a lot to be thankful for, and it's easy to forget that sometimes. A week or so ago, I took a vacation. Um, of course, we talked about going up to Oklahoma and um, helping the parents and uh, Rebecca's parents and also taking care of our rent house with all the leaves that were damaged through the ice storm. Not leaves. <laughs> the leaves were damaged, but the limbs were the problem. <laughs> trees. The trees that were damaged uh, through the ice storm. Um, you know, and, and I didn't realize... Uh, so we did that the first three days of my vacation and then we came home and, uh, had another five or so on vacation and, uh, it just didn't feel like a good vacation. Honestly, in my mind, I thought it was kind of wasted. Right. Was that because you didn't travel? I I think it was because I was only semi-intentional with my days. Oh yeah. I don't know that it included much fun, quote unquote fun. Yeah. In the vacation, but it was all stuff that I enjoyed. I made progress with Hope Riders, connected with a lot of new writers, um, also worked through some of the material. And so I did make progress. And so it was Saturday night. Uh, had to be back at work on Sunday. Uh, I'm an associate pastor for those of you who don't know. So I just sat down Saturday night about seven o'clock thinking through my week because I had realized it was a little bit, my impression of it was a little bit negative. So I was like, let me think through this. So I just journaled about the week. And through that journaling practice, I was able to see that it really was a pretty good week all in all. And I enjoyed it. And there was a lot of good things that came out of it. Yeah. But when I just thought through it in my head several times throughout the day, multiple days in a row, I was thinking, man, this was just kind of a wasted vacation. I should have done something different at a different time. Um, but ultimately, it was a really good vacation, and I needed a break, not think about work for five or six days. I'm glad you journaled about your vacation and saw 
the good in it. Well, you know, and, and I think since we're talking about the journaling, I'm on this book launch team for Allison Fallon. Her new book comes out in January called The Power of Writing It Down. And it's really a great book, um, exactly what the title says, The Power of Writing It Down. And the good that that comes from that, even if it's just journaling personally about your day and about your week. And it presents some of the scientific evidence through some studies that have been done at University of Texas at Austin and uh, through some other places about the power of writing it down, spending even just 20 minutes a day, four days a week, journaling your feelings and the things that have happened uh, brings more awareness. Um, It brings uh, a better attitude about those things. And uh, I've known that and I've journaled on and off for years. And Saturday though, was the first time that I was thinking kind of negatively about something and then at the end of journaling, I realized, wow, all in all, I've had a pretty good week. Yeah. But prior to that journaling, I was like, hmm, this is kind of stunk, honestly. Yeah. And so that was the first true experience in the turnaround just from journaling. And maybe it's because I'm going through this book over this you know, 12-week launch period that I'm a part of this launch team and we're having weekly meetings and things like that. So it's all fresh in my mind. Or maybe it's just this time in my life that I really um, realized what journaling and what writing does for me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's probably time to get into this episode. What are we talking about today? We are talking about coffee today. We're so glad you're here with us. You know, let's just, I guess, let's start with our coffee journey. You know, you mentioned, I think it was last episode, that we didn't even like coffee to start with. We didn't. When we got married, we did not like coffee. But shortly, I don't know, a couple years into our marriage, I was like, I really want to like coffee. I like the idea of coffee, but I didn't want, I didn't want to be addicted to coffee. My parents had to have a cup of coffee every day. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I tried really hard to incorporate coffee in small ways. Sparingly. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I was successful in the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> I can't say, you know, now I have to have my coffee. And it's it's not even about the caffeine. It's about the the feeling it gives me. Yeah, it's about the way to start our day. Yeah. And I wonder re- if that wasn't true or isn't true even for our parents. Possibly. It's you know. it's kind of the routine. It's the smell of the coffee and the warmth of the cup and the the atmosphere it brings into yeah. the conversation we have together to to wake up and start the day. Right. It's all about that thing. And and we've tried several times to not have coffee to start the day, like to put it in later in the day or to not just not have coffee. It just doesn't it's not the the right start to the day it feels like. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with a cup or two of coffee. It's not just about the coffee as a drink. It's really about the the atmosphere it creates, the attitude that it creates. So our journey really was non-existent for the first few years of our marriage with coffee. I mean, every time I tried it, I just did not like it. And so I started working at a call center, actually, I believe, at telecommunications. And I worked 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift or something like that. And so I started trying to incorporate some coffee. And they actually had hot chocolate and coffee available all the time when I worked there. And so I remember when I first started drinking coffee, I would make hot chocolate but I would make it with half water and half coffee. And that's how I first started drinking coffee. 
And I did drink it for the caffeine at that point, just to help me stay awake and stay a little more energetic throughout the uh, evening and early morning hours while I was on shift. (laughs) And so that's kind of what started it. But then... Mine was more social. Like I had friends um, and I would just... I would just have coffee with them. Like there was a friend, um, he would make flavored coffees, uh, like vanilla or something. Um, and we'd put cream and sugar in it and I'd have that when I would go and visit him and we'd sit down and have a cup of coffee and drink. And, um, and so that's kind of what got me started, but I wasn't making it at home. It wasn't just something I would drink on my own. I had to be around people. Um, and then, I'd go to coffee shops sometimes and get a uh, latte or something. And and lattes were definitely more enjoyable than just brewed coffee to me. Um, You could get a flavored latte. Um, And I think that's how I really started it. And then I realized coffee shops were kind of expensive. (laughs) And so I wanted to start making it at home. Um, And so I got an espresso machine. But I didn't want to spend a bunch of money, so I got... The cheapest one I could find. Right, this is this is since we've been married. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, not good. We realize, of course, now you do get what you pay for, right? To some degree, because it was cheap. But we got a barista espresso machine from Starbucks back when they actually sold um, appliances. Yeah. Small appliances. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that one was really good. It was amazing. Um, it's a little more work than yeah. some of. The espresso machine. Yeah, and I think that was by Seiko is who made that, I think. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really good. We had that for a long, long time. And then at some point we um upped our game and got a DeLonghi yeah, um semi automatic, but it was really it was good. an amazing machine. Yeah. And we had that for a really long time. Yeah, and a few things happened and I broke it, but I was able to get replacement parts online. You and, didn't break well, it. Well, I didn't break it, it broke, but just it, from use. Yeah, we used it a lot and yeah. had it for many, many years and it yeah. needed some maintenance parts and right. You were able to uh, search it all out and fix it. Yeah. Get the well, parts. and then we sold it as part of our fundraising for going to Uganda several years ago. And we, we did. We, I think we got almost what we paid for it. Almost. Um, so, um, so it was well worth it. I do miss it, though. I have thought about going to buy another one because I think you can get the same machine now for about $530 full price. But Rebecca does not want another machine on our counter. I really don't. So. I like having <laughs> – I mean, our counters get enough – um, stuff on them. Yeah. And that was kind of a big machine. Plus, yeah. it was loud, and I don't really like waking up to all that. Well, and we found something now, though, that also gives us a good quality espresso shot. Right. And it's... it's What's 30 bucks? It was 30 bucks. It's called an AeroPress. Yeah. And it's all manual in the sense that uh, you don't, it doesn't require electricity or anything. So we could take it with us when we travel. Like, we could do all yeah. kinds of things with it. Yeah. Um, and it fits in the cabinet really... I mean, it's pretty um, compact, yeah. And uh, it doesn't make any noise. Like <laughs> it's so nice to wake up. Boiling to. the water in uh, in a kettle, kettle makes way more, more noise, noise yeah. um, than the actual. Yeah. So we pair make- that with a little frothing wand, two dollar frothing wand from IKEA, or a six or eight dollar one from Amazon, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the two dollar one from IKEA I've liked better than the ten dollar yeah. one we bought off of Amazon. Yeah. So if you have an IKEA near you, the two dollar ones from them, if they still carry them, I think they're two ninety nine. But still, they're worthwhile. Yeah, it sure does. But the AeroPress is a great uh, if you're just looking some, for some espresso to put in some milk to make your own lattes at home. The AeroPress 
is amazing quality, really. We've really yeah. enjoyed having well, it. Well, a lot of people use it just for their coffee and make like a Americanos with it or whatever. Sure. And yeah. so you don't have to put it in milk, but right. we typically use it for our lattes. We have just started talking about making an Americano. We haven't done that yet, but uh, we, we have the coffee machine that we're using now is the Ninja Coffee Bar. Yeah. One of the first ones. Yeah, we one got of the first it. Ones. So it's quite a 10 cup machine, I yeah. think. We got it quite a few years ago. I was just talking to my friend about it this weekend, and the coffee out of the Ninja tastes different than any other coffee pot I've ever had. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. And we think it's better than most coffee pots, but every once in a while... We we want a different flavor. We, we want, want change. We want it to be a little different. Yeah. And so we switch back and forth. We're, we're kind of weird like that, but, um, <laughs> but just so you know, if you get a Ninja coffee bar... Um, coffee maker. It tastes different. It's a it's a richer coffee without adding bitterness. Yeah, and the system brews a little differently than most coffee brewers. Right. And and you can you can search that out and see videos on how it works and why it works, what right. all it does. But anyways, we're not going to talk to you about that. But we really like the Ninja Coffee Bar. So. Yes, we do. We don't use it for espresso shots or. We do use you, it for iced coffee every once in a while. It's pretty good. And yeah. Some other and you can, too. the one we have, you can make specialty drinks with it. Right. Um, but we just, we did in the beginning, but. Yeah. It's not the same as the AeroPress now that we it, have the AeroPress. Yeah. It just, it feels like a lot of work for a little payback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyways. So, yeah. Well, and, and I remember. We, I think we said in a previous episode, I didn't even like coffee till we moved to Washington. And in Washington, you go to a meeting somewhere, whether it's at a church or a conference or anything, you don't really have water sometimes. You have coffee everywhere you go. Right. And about and half tea. the time. Sometimes yeah, hot water. You get yeah. hot water yeah. to make tea or coffee, <laughs> but you don't get like just water. Yeah. And then about half the time you'll have water. So I learned to drink coffee. And honestly, it was at a little coffee shop in Cedra Woolley is where I started liking um lattes i think i think i started with eggnog lattes that i really liked they oh, used possibly yeah yeah they used batdorf and bronson beans which is uh, they have a roastery in atlanta and olympia washington and they use the dancing goats blend i think for their espresso and we yes. used to buy that even when we moved back to oklahoma we used to buy that yeah we'd buy the dancing goats and then their guatemalan they had a guatemalan yeah that they was have really, really tasty. good guatemalan too so yeah so you may check out batdorf and bronson also if you're looking for a different coffee yep. the guatemalan is is spectacular. Uh, we don't buy it anymore because we love Summer Moon. And we're also trying some other things. Yeah, we just, one day we'll maybe get it again. Yeah. It seems like every three or four or five years go by, we'll buy a batch of Batdorf and Bronson. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that did uh, kind of get me hooked on lattes. Of course, we were living in Washington at the time. So uh, you have coffee houses. On, on every corner. On every corner, like least. you have 7-Elevens in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was... Kind of my well, and it seemed like it was more reasonably priced there. It too. seems like it, maybe but it because was 22 years ago, yeah. So, we've shared several things with you, and you know, one of our favorite kind of indulgent drinks that we'll just share a quick recipe for just because it's the holidays and maybe you'll want to try it, yes, maybe you won't. So, you want to share that recipe real quick and what that is, yes. So, um, I don't, I think it was last year. Um, I was seeing all these recipes for uh, Nutella in cocoa, making like a, a hazelnut cocoa 
drink. With the actual Nutella. With Nutella. Yeah, which, which is crazy amount of calories too. Sounded amazing, but as you know, I count calories and that is a no-go for me because right. Nutella is so high calorie. It's amazing. It tastes wonderful, but it's so high calorie. I would never um, do that. Yeah. So I was like, how can I um, cheat this and have less calories? Yeah. And so I came up with this idea of uh, cocoa powder mix. Yeah, just like a hot cocoa mix that you yeah. take out of the box. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's an Taster's hey. Choice. Yeah, Taster's Choice is the brand. Instant coffee that is hazelnut flavored. Right. And so we've tried this several different ways, and this is our recipe. So one package of cocoa mix with a half package of the Taster's Choice hazelnut individual coffees yeah so they coffee yeah yeah, instant coffee so they come in individual packs so you use a half a package of the hazelnut coffee and the cocoa and water and i think robert cheats it a little bit and puts (laughs) some powdered creamer in it and you make a hazelnut mocha yeah and And it's it's really good it is so tasty and and just put a little bit of cool whip on top you gotta have some whipped cream on top but it is a great fall uh indulgent beverage yeah and it should also be said that that is one way we used to make our lattes all the time we would heat up milk in the microwave use the handheld frother that we've already talked about and then just use the instant coffee instant espresso actually cafe bustello cafe bustello brand and you can you can use one scoop or two you know you can make it however the more we drank it the more we used yeah (laughs) however strong you want with that instant coffee yeah um, but and it, it was a easy way to do it without a machine. Yeah. And sometimes for the hazelnut mocha, I do mix in a little cafe Bustello also, uh, to make it a little stronger flavored, but not a whole lot more hazelnut flavoring. So yeah, maybe that's something you try. You, I know you can get the taster's choice hazelnut from target here, um, and several other places, but target is generally where we'll find it. You can order it online and just pick it up, um, or run into the store and grab it. There's boxes. I think there's 12 or 16 in a, in a package, so it'll last you a while. Um, and if you have little gifts for people at work, they make great gifts. You can put like two packages of hot chocolate with one package of hazelnut and put it in a little stocking to give away to coworkers. So it's really uh, inexpensive, right. but a nice little thoughtful gift, especially if they drink uh, things like that. Yeah. So we've done that before. People and- really like that. Or put six pack, put a whole box of hot chocolate with, um, yeah, a few packages of hazelnut. Wrapped up in a ribbon. Yeah. So there's lots of ways you can give that as a gift also and help other people enjoy some indulgent drinks throughout the uh, holiday season. Yes. Um, well, that's the end of this episode on coffee. Yes. We have talked a whole lot about coffee and we're so glad you joined us. Uh, we will be taking a break for next week, the day before Thanksgiving. We will not have a new episode, but we do want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We hope you are able to spend it with friends and family. And celebrate with some good food and good conversations and good coffee. Yes. And if you've missed any episodes, feel free to catch up while we're taking our break. Yeah, that'll be a great time to do it. Just want to remind you, we will be announcing the winner on social media today as well. Again, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.